Are you ready to create a life you crave? Let's spin that doom loop of negativity into an upward success cycle and start living lucky. Morning, it's time. I'm Jason. I'm Jenna. And we are living lucky. Woohoo! S O S S O S. My mother, your mother, lives across the street. 18 Blueberry Street. Every night they get in a fight, and this is what they say. No, it just reminded me when you said S O S. See, immediately I thought, I'll send an SOS to the world. I hope that oh, someone bum, gets da, my, da, da, I hope that someone gets my message in a bottle. I did not know that was the words to that song. I'll send an SOS to the world. I did not know that. I had no idea that those were the lyrics to that song. They may not be. But that's what I always say, <laughs> because it's about. Um, I had no. I don't know what I sing. I I really have <laughs> no idea what comes out of my mouth. Part. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm trying to think what even I say when that comes out. Well, we'll have to play it after we go. I don't have think this I've, I've heard. I don't think I've listened to an '80s station in a really long time. Oh, I live in it in my mind because <laughs> '80s pump me up and get me excited. They're one of my motivation triggers. All right. Well, we're talking about SOS. So that SOS typically stands for save our ship. But here, I think it should stand for shiny shiny object, object syndrome. So when you first brought this up to me, I was thinking shiny object syndrome. I was thinking of the Little Mermaid. And, you know, she's always like, oh, you know, I have gadgets and gadgets galore. And I'm constantly looking to collect more. More and more and more. Gadgets and gadgets galore. I want more and more and more. (laughs) Well, that's kind of the same thing as shiny object syndrome, because I think oftentimes what we do is as people, we look to what we see other people being happy with, Mm -hmm. and we assume that's what's going to make us happy. So we're seeing snapshots of other people's lives, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, or just in person. And we're like, oh, well, that person drives this, or this person has that. And if I have that, it'll make me happy also. And that's kind of like keeping up with the Joneses, one of the old idiom. There's so many idioms about this, but... So we're comparing, is it a comparing thing or is it just... I feel like it's a distraction seeing thing. Seeing what they have and think, oh, I want that too. Or society thinks that that's what I should have. I feel like what it, what it is, is we've let go of listening to our own soul. We and, don't know what we want. And listening to what give, gives us true joy. Because somewhere in the back of our history, we've said, someone told us, no, that's not for you. Or no, you can't have that. Or they no, they turn that I'll down. I'll tell you what it is, is we have this innate want to fit in. Mm. We want to fit in. So when we see other people have it, we're like, oh, we need to have it too. We need to have it too so that we fit in. That That's, that's valid. That's it is valid. it no, it goes back to animal culture. <laughs> Listen to me. I sound like a hundred monkey syndrome. I, I come from the jungle. <laughs> You're definitely a squirrel because you hang out with a bunch of nuts. <laughs> Shiny object syndrome. Squirrel. So there there is a huge factor in that, right? So to be in the circle that you want to be in. Yes. I remember um wearing the um 
It wasn't guess jams. Jams. Oh my god! I wore. I jams. cannot believe you just brought up jams because I had jam. Are those the jeans with the um, the weird things down the side in the eighties? Oh well, nineties, whatever. The jams that I wore. Oh, those are the long shorts. Were kind shorts. of like these long shorts that had really wild patterns on them. So we and had to those be honest two. with you, the ones that I had were made for boys because they had these built-in underpants in them. <laughs> keep your keep your uh In fact I had the exact same pair as Heath Cozart. <laughs> so y'all switch them out every now and then? Stop. We'll have to talk to him when I get back I, to Belleville. I wanted to say, hey, Heath, do you have the same underpants inside yours that I have inside mine? You didn't cut them out because you cut the insides out of pretty much everything uh, you own. I know. I know. I, I hadn't reached that point in my life where I knew but I could yes, exactly alter my that. own clothes. Parachute pants. I could not break dance to save myself, but I had parachute pants because I wanted to fit in because my group of friends had them. They could do the moonwalk. They could spin around. They could do all these things. They had the moon, the parachute pants and the cardboard. They literally walked around with this big refrigerator box of cardboard (laughs) to throw down in the street to have these breakdance wars with people in case something they needed to break loose. Okay. So here's something. I just dated myself. Here's something for you. I'm going to date myself too. (laughs) I didn't carry around a a refrigerator box, nor did I have a pair of. You're tiny. Would you have a microwave box? I didn't have a pair of, (laughs) of parachute pants. However, I could do a mean moonwalk. Nice. And I could not only do it backwards. I could do it forward. So I I don't even know what that's called, but... I could do the forward. You laid your thing down, flipped it, and reversed it. I did. (laughs) And then I could do this worm I was a worm machine. You could do the worm? But you didn't need parachute pants. In fact... There were zippers on parachute pants that I was like, why are we wearing parachute pants to do these things? Because I'm landing on zippers all the time. Every time I do the worm. And that hurts. Oh my God. It, it's it like stabbing hurts. yourself. It's, it's, How That's the only way possible to stab yourself with a zipper is to break dance in parachute pants. <laughs> Okay, no, wait, wait, wait. It's like, sir, okay, how did so, you end up with a hole in your leg? Wait, well, while, I wear parachute pants when I break dance. While we're talking about this, <laughs> when you did the worm, would you do it to where you're, you would... I would be three feet off the ground, look like I was flying Superman. <laughs> okay, no, no. I'm sorry, go ahead with would the question, you please. Wave, would you wave with your head first and then your All body? I could go or forward, would you go backwards. with your knees first and then your head? I would start... So I could dive down, yeah. which is head first. Yes. Or I could just start by crumpling down. Oh, so you could go both ways. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm proud to say yes. I could go both ways. <laughs> that is one area where your doors swing both ways, right? I'll take it. <laughs> okay. What were we talking about? We were talking about S-O-S. shiny object syndrome. See, we totally just got distracted, which is what I thought shiny object syndrome really well, meant. Well, what it does is it gets you distracted from what your soul really wants, and it leaves you collecting all these things, gadgets and gadgets galore, and still feeling empty inside because you're not being fulfilled and you're not really chasing your dreams and chasing what you really truly desire with purpose and passion. So what is it that we really are desiring? Well, I think I, I mean, we say it's our dreams. 
Is it really purpose? Is that what we're desiring? Is it is it the need to contribute? Is it I wanting think, to serve God? Is it so, what is what is the what is the bottom layer there? So that I think we for are searching each for? person, it's going to have a, a different things. But I think you have to uncover. Did you just burp? I did. I try not to do it out loud. I try <laughs> I not to draw attention to it. I don't know if y'all heard that. But you're looking at me, so you're going to see me holding things in. I was going to claim trying to reach down deep into my soul, but it was it was clearly me. <laughs> but he did it like three times. Pulling, yeah. holding a burp. In. I kept trying to cut him off, and he kept burping. And then I, I would keep asking the question. He would burp again. <laughs> so I think one of the things is we have to really dive into what our personal values are. And it doesn't have to be, I mean, we don't have to go like, what's the whole thing for life? We don't have to figure the whole thing out forever, but what is, what do I want to do? I do. I feel like I need to figure it out forever right now in this moment. That can get super overwhelming. But (laughs) what if we said, what do I (laughs) really, what if I, what if I really figured out what I want to do for the next three to five years? And how can I be the most impactful and be the most fulfilled and most excited and have the most verve for life right now in the next three to five years? Verve? Did you just use the word I did. Verve? I don't know why and I don't know where that's it came a, from. That's but a my French soul, word. My soul spit out verve. <laughs> and I think it's V-E-R-V-E. Is that how you spell it? Because my soul is... T- I'm not a speller, but... It, it's, it's actually V-E-V-R-E. It's like... Verve. Verve. Like Brett Verve. <laughs> like the quarterback, but with vigor. Verve. Like See, I, I'm not a speller. My soul was saying that's the word. That's the word. But you want to? F- I want to feel excited and, and just, just wild, wildly passionate about life, like I feel about you. Oh, oh, you know? oh! All the At women. At least for the do next that. three to five years. Do that with me. Just everybody, <laughs> let their heart melt, and let's all make a sound effect. Oh. oh. Then we can celebrate at the end with a woohoo. That's right. We heard a speaker this past weekend at the National Speaker Conference. And during his speech, he said, whenever whenever something is good in my speech, I want everybody to go woohoo. You have to thrust your hips forward and pull your arms back. And go woohoo. And so whenever he would do the the motion (laughs) on stage, the whole crowd would go woohoo. And then whenever his story would take a downward turn, the whole crowd would go Bummer. 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 <laughs> Bummer. Woo-hoo. Bummer. Woo-hoo. And so Jason's been doing that. So I just let you in on our little inside joke here. SOS. SOS. Shiny object syndrome. So the the so moral of the story is to listen to your soul. Communicate yeah. with yourself. So let go of the shiny object syndrome and save our souls. Ooh, save our soul. I really think what you're trying to say is we all have a social self that wants to fit in with the outside world and we have an essential self and our essential self knows best. Ooh, gosh. Power. If Drop we can, the mic. If we can really just connect with the inside world and then let the inside world connect with the divine world, the divine world. That's when the magic happens. And when you, uh, when you really connect with your essential self, Mm -hmm. the people around you will feel free to connect with their essential self. And it really creates some magic. 
Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna stop there. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back in a couple days. Have a great day. Bye-bye. If the idea of living lucky appeals to you, visit us at startlivinglucky.com. 